And now, and now, and now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new edition of Over the Line. This is your Wednesday edition. It is November 15th, 2021. Man, this year is absolutely flying by. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Uh, we are, God, man, we're, we're almost two years Two years into two weeks to slow the spread. We're two years into it. Exciting, exciting stuff. You know, because it's just two weeks. It's just a mask. It's just a vaccine. It's just your freedom of speech. It's just your job. It's just a restaurant. It's just a funeral. So on and so forth. I'm not talking about COVID tonight, though, but I appreciate you coming by and hanging out with us this evening. If you're watching live, I obviously appreciate you guys. If you are watching on the backside on the recorded version of the show, thank you for checking that out as well. Um, New listeners coming in left and right, listeners, viewers, whatever we call you guys. As we've been handing out the fancy little business cards to random strangers uh, that are checking out the show. And so far, so good. We haven't gotten any hate mail just yet. Uh, but I'm sure it's coming. We've actually... <laughs> y'all should see it. I, I, I know a lot of people that watch this show. Y'all don't, y'all don't go... Um, y'all may follow me on TikTok, but you don't actually go watch the lives that we do on TikTok. But... When I go live on TikTok, hold on a second, let me fix these lights. I feel like I feel like something's going on here. I've got too much light coming from somewhere. Okay, that's a little better. When I go live on TikTok, what I what I'll normally do is um I'll I'll put on a MAGA hat, which you see I'm wearing tonight. And I'll take this book behind me. This is what I did today. This book right here, the Donald Trump Art of the Deal, original version of that book. And I'll just sit it on the desk, and I won't necessarily say anything. But the the number of viewers we have on that thing shoots through the roof because people get so angry, and they say such nasty, nasty things to me, which doesn't bother me, as you guys know, but... Um, it gets the word out there, and so we use that opportunity to to tell people about the podcast. It's um, there's probably only about ten percent of the people that would watch the podcast because they enjoy the content. The other ninety percent are literally just just hating on me as a person because I support Donald Trump with. No desire or anything to try to, you know, learn why people support Trump. And that's what I try to tell people, too. I'm like, listen, if you would just take the time to listen to a Trump supporter and figure out why they like Trump so much, you would be shocked at the answers. But it's all about name calling and bashing people and mocking this person, mocking that person. They don't they don't want to know the fact that you really like the policies. They don't they don't even want to know the fact that you may not even necessarily think his personality is desirable. They want to know nothing about it. I've even got a book. This is a handbook. Look at that. Understanding Trump. Now Newt Gingrich wrote this book. But this is what liberals need. They need to understand Trump and it may even help them in their pursuit to take down the orange man. If they understood him, but they don't. Their vision of Trump is a false vision. It's not based in reality. It's it's a vision that has been created by the media and the Democrats. And they think it's reality, and it's absolutely not. So they're never going to beat Trump. And they're never going to beat what they call Trumpism, as long as they do not understand Trump. So... By the way, next week we should be unbanned from Facebook Live, so hopefully we can do that. And I know, I, I know a lot of you guys aren't a big fan of doing Twitch, and I never wanted Twitch to be the 
the main source. We really need all of them. Uh, but being back on Facebook is going to help. People are going to start seeing that stuff. They'll see it on my personal page. They'll see it on um, the Over the Line page. Plus, it gives you guys the ability, if you watch the show live, it gives you guys the ability to share it. And that's kind of what we're going to concentrate on when we get back on Facebook is get those shares up, which will get more eyeballs and more ears on this show. Obviously, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the places, all the social media. You saw them up on the screen. I'm not going to go through it. As I was getting ready for the show today, I didn't really have anything planned out for what I wanted to bring up, except for one thing, which is really the big story of the day. Uh, I came across pictures from the Met Gala, which was... um, what was it, Monday night, or was it last night, something. And I had already, I, I, I knew about it, I knew it happened, and I, I know what it is, I've heard of it before. But the only thing I knew about this particular one from this year was the fact that AOC was there and she was wearing a dress that said, Tax the Rich. And the irony is so thick in that that there's no reason to even bring it up. AOC amongst the people she claims to hate hanging out at a an event that's $35,000 a bop wearing a, a dress that God knows how much it cost. It says tax the rich. Um, but as I looked into it before I started the show, I, I couldn't help but notice the absolute bizarre outfits that were at this thing. And this is not this is not odd. It's not new for these people to dress like uh, complete mental patients. But every year I seem to be more and more amazed at what I see. I really do. Because it comes off as creepy, as spooky, and if you don't like being called a worshiper of Satan or Satanism, like, this is not the way you want to go, bro. This is not the outfit you want to wear if you don't want people thinking you don't worship Satan. Because that's what everybody looks like at the Met Gala. It looks like a daggum Satanist convention. It really does. (laughs) Here, I'll show y'all. And I apologize for those of y'all that are listening to audio, but you can go find the video and see this. Let me just show you some of these. Who do we want to go with? Uh, Let's go BBC News. Surely that'll give us a variety. All right, BBC, what you got for me? Let's swap over here. Um, Mac Gala 2021 Celebrity Show Off Lavish Outfits in New York. Here's this guy. This is... Billie Eilish? Wait a minute. Where's Where's Billie Eilish? This isn't Billie Eilish, is it? Let's see. Eilish was accompanied by her brother, Phineas O'Connell, who chose an all-red suit and sequined face covering. Okay. So this is Billie Eilish's brother. That's actually... Okay, as I'm looking at this, this is not all that bizarre. It looks a little goofy. But the goofiest thing about this outfit is the fact that he's wearing a mask and none of these other elite celebrities, as you see in the background, are really wearing masks. (laughs) Only the peasants and the reporters were required to wear a mask. Who else we got? Who is this kid? Uh, Actor Timothy... Shalomant donned a white suit by Hader Ackerman. A look described as formal sweatpants. <laughs> the absurd amount of money that it costs to dress in, in these bizarre outfits. I mean, again, this is by Met Gala standards, this is normal. And this red suit here. This these these are normal outfits, okay? 
Let me move to the other display so y'all can get a good good viewing of this. Um, who else? Whoa! <laughs> who is this? Co-host Naomi Osaka. Co-host of what? She's the co-host of the show Stick a Fork in a Light Socket, apparently. Wow. You know, honestly, though, if I wear a hat all day with the way my hair is now, my long hair, this is what my hair looks like when I take the hat off. It actually looks just like this. Uh, she's got what seemed to be maybe some sort of S&M bondage boots uh wearing what looks like the the wallpaper for a fish tank aquarium and some drapes out of the living room and then that hair uh my lord had to take a minute how could that be comfortable like even if you're going to go to an event very important event high profile people there you're gonna network you're gonna meet some celebrities what like if you want to dress outrageous, that's okay. It really is. But this cannot be comfortable. Like, you have no room to turn your head. You got to be careful. You, you're going to, like, poke Brad Pitt's eye out just because you went over there and tried to talk to him. Then you got an injury on your hand. Like, how, do you, how do you explain to America you have... Caused Brad Pitt to go blind because of your goofy hairdo. This is, uh, Trish asked who this is, co-host Naomi Osaka. But I don't know what the uh, co-host, what co-host of what show she is. Unless it's the show where you stick a fork in a light socket. Um, who else do we got? This is Tennis's newest star, 18-year-old Emma Raducanu. And I'm sure that's not correct, but we'll just call her Emma. Um, again, somewhat normal, I guess. That I think this outfit is socially acceptable. So that one's not that bad. Let's keep going. Uh, again, another one. Amanda Gorman, 23-year-old poet. That, that must have been the poet from um, Joe Biden's fake inauguration, if you recall that. Uh, normal outfit. What is this? Blondie singer Debbie Harry wearing what looks to be a uh, maybe a Betty Ross flag skirt dress or something. I guess that's okay. So for some reason, I automatically assume that this dress that's made out, uh, into an American flag is meant as disrespect, but maybe it's not, so I'm not going to jump on that back. Oh, and here we go. Now now we're getting to the good ones. Lil Nas X, singer of Old Town Road, singer of Holiday, singer of Industry Baby, and singer of Mo Montero, as well as creator of the Satan Shoes. Lil Nas X, as he seems to be dressed as a sofa cover. You see this here? Let me just zoom in so y'all can really see Lil Nas X here. Oh, God, what am I doing? He looks to be a circus tent at the Met Gala. Mm-hmm. But that's not all. He takes off the circus tent, and he turns out to be a Star Wars character. That's right. You had R2-D2, and who was the other guy? The, the gold guy. I can't remember his name. I don't watch Star Wars. Imagine being these two jabronis right here and having to be, <laughs> having to be the one that uncovers Lil Nas X in his... In his gay knight, uh, knight suit of armor. C-3PO. Thank you, Kim. Lil Nas X dressed as either a gay knight or CP-3O. C-3PO. Whatever. But he also, underneath that, has a scuba, C a scuba Steve rhinestone scuba suit. 
with the matching nail polish. Little Nas X always stealing the show. Oh, and we have more here. Let's see. Who is this? Oh, seems to be maybe one of Satan's demons. That is, oh, that, oh, oh, that's Kim Kardashian, y'all. Look at her. Now, why would you do that? I, I understand the Kardashians are weird, okay? They're strange people. But why, why, what's the point in this? Is that some sort of, this is where y'all are giving me the satanic vibes. This is why everybody thinks y'all worship the devil. It's because of stuff like this. And, uh, she was accompanied by a man believed to be designer Dimna uh, Vasalia, who was also clad in all black. Are we sure that's not Kanye West and he just didn't want to be photographed? Here we have Serena Williams in a very loud outfit. Again, somewhat normal by, well, not take that back. She's wearing whatever this stuff's called, like the night, that, that's nightgown material. Uh, uh, here we have another satanic-looking lady, Game of Thrones actress, Macy Williams, wore a Matrix-inspired dress that she designed herself. We can tell that you likely designed that by yourself while blindfolded. We also have Vogue chief Dame Anna Wintour, who oversees the event. She wore an Oscar de la Renta dress in tribute of the late designer. That seems kind of normal. So Oscar's got some normal stuff going on. Here we have Frank Ocean carrying a baby doll as if he is a child with green hair. There's got to be symbolisms in this stuff. You know there is. Look at this. Look at look at what's with the green baby? Are are we are we going the route of is this is this our way of saying that they're actually aliens? I'm I'm just asking, okay? Whether it's devil worshippers or maybe they're aliens or maybe maybe they're just extremely weird people that don't know how to you know maintain any social norms. But I don't know. Here's another a Mortal Kombat character named Grimes, whoever that may be. Uh, here we have ASAP Rocky, who's dressed in his grandma's quilt, and Rihanna wearing her grandpa's uh, nightcap. That's right. Actually, with ASAP Rocky wearing that blanket... It looks like something we'd get from the Amish store at my mom's house. I'm not even mad at that. I'm not even mad at you, ASAP Rocky. And then here's a tweet from Nikki, Nikki Minaj, one celebrity who wasn't there. Uh, she said she hadn't had a COVID vaccine, which is a requirement to, to enter. Nikki Minaj says they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear a mask with two strings that grips your head and face. Not that loose one. <laughs> ah. So Nicki Minaj is pro-mask, but anti... Well, she's not anti-vax. I guess, you know, by, by everybody's standards, if you don't have the vaccine, you're anti-vax, but... um. That's going against the narrative. What do you think they're... Do you think Nicki Minaj is going to come up missing in the next few days? I mean, you can't say that kind of stuff. You can't say that you're not going to get vaccinated until you're ready. They'll take you out, girl. Come on, Nicki. Get it together. We don't want nothing to happen to you. I actually mentioned... No, it wasn't Nicki Minaj. I mentioned earlier I wanted the audiobook of... Art of the deal, but I wanted I wanted Cardi B to be reading it. So 
if we could ever make that happen, I would literally listen to the entire thing. I really would. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Dun, 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 dun. Trish is sending me some outfits. Oh. Is this from the other night? Is this from this Met Gala? Kim Kardashian? Seems to be wearing trash bags. And some very high heels. God almighty. Y'all, I can't even wear pants most days of the year. Much less wrap my entire body in leather. People are out of your freaking mind. Here's a short uh, video highlighting some of the, the gala attendees. I don't know who this video is from. I don't guess it really matters. We just play whatever on this show anyway. Check this out right here. Lil Nas X, C3PO. So are ASAP Rocky and Rihanna like a couple now or what? Oh my god, these people are so weird. This guy's too uh, small for his britches. Uh, that lady seems to be dressed as a clam. Seattle Seahawks dress with a football purse. That's creative. So there you go. There's just a few of... Uh... <laughs> Here's the thing, man. I, I know these celebrities are, are so dead set in wanting to uh, get people to buy into their political views, right? They're constantly bringing it up, constantly telling you, hey, I want you to, you know... Think like me or whatever. You gotta stop doing stuff like that. If you want people to follow and vote the way you want them to vote, because you're all out here on the campaign trail, you're donating these politicians, you obviously want everybody to vote the way you do. You gotta stop dressing like that, because it's freaking me out. It is absolutely freaking me out. To the point that I'm willing to just do the opposite of whatever you say. Like, if these people that are dressed like this come out tomorrow and they're like, I, I think we support Trump now, I'd be like, you know what? I always knew Trump was Hitler. That's how much y'all are freaking me out. I'm just saying. Uh, since when do you cover fashion? Well, it all started with um, AOC being at uh, the Met Gala and being a complete and utter hypocrite. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, I saw the little Nas X deal. He uh he started off as a, a sofa cover and then turned into C three PO and then he was in like a scuba sea scuba Steve suit. You need to look up some more of her tweets. Who Nicki Minaj? Let's just roll with this. I'm trying to be interactive more on these shows, even though we got to record them and post them later. Let's see, Nicki Minaj. I heard, and I, I did not look into this, but I heard she was bringing up the vaccination thing uh, and making some people nervous. Let's see what we got here. You know, many U.S. presidents were white supremacists. Oh, please, just stay on topic. Y'all can't do that. Topic is asking questions is okay. Preach! But let's make the topic. Nikki talks to white racists so that you can all sleep better at night, dummies. Okay, I'm not following that. Let's see. Uh, she just seems to be responding to people. I can't go through all that. Did she... Oh, she... <laughs> she tweeted a clip from Tucker Carlson? Hold on. Let me see what this is about. I've got to see this. Hang on. Oh, he's fine. It's Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's testicles who are swollen from taking the vax. That's the claim. 
But it's not anything to do with the physical effect of the vaccine that makes our political class mad. It's the last part of Nicki Minaj's tweet that enrages them. The part where she says you should prey on it, make the decision yourself like a free human being and quote, don't be bullied. So our media and public health officials didn't like this because they make their livings bullying people. So they couldn't let it stand. So that that's kind of the point I was making, actually, is uh, she's going against the grain and she will be viciously attacked for that. She will be viciously attacked. So what is the deal with this uh, Nicki Minaj's cousin's testicles are swollen? Uh, that's the one I got to get to the bottom of. Uh, Let's see. I'm, I'm looking through here. Y'all just hang with me for a second. Oh, <laughs> Nikki's cousin walking down the streets of Trinidad after he got the vaccine. <laughs> I can't. I can't do that. Uh, come on, come on. Y'all got me somewhere. Nicki Minaj, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. Oh, we just read that one. Blah, blah, blah. Um... Headlines, Nicki Minaj won't get vaccinated. She's worried about swollen <laughs> testicles. Okay, come on. I got, apparently this was a big story that I had no idea about. I have yet to hear about Nicki Minaj talking about swollen testicles. Yeah, and yes, I'm trying to see how many times I can say testicles on this show. Here we go. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. Not not important, but impotent. <laughs> his testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. Yeah! So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. <laughs> oh, what, a, what an unfortunate series of events that was. You do the right thing, you get vaccinated, then your 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 testes get swole, and uh, your girl calls off the wedding. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, she's making her preference known, I guess, but it seems like, you know, you, you got to stick with your man through thick and thin, through shrinkage and swollen. Come on. Where's the commitment? You said yes when he proposed, and you're gonna let a little swollen sack cause your your engagement to end? She's not the one for you, bro. I'm go ahead and tell you that right now. She did you a favor by calling that off. She did you an absolute favor. I'm watching Lil Nas X go through his whole. <laughs> People are so ridiculous. I just can't. I can't believe it. Why do y'all follow these people, man? They're so weird. And and listen, my kid likes to listen to Lil Nas X. Now I've I've had to pound it in his head and say, "Here's the deal, man. You can appreciate his music because he knows where I stand on music and musical artists that have opposing views or do things that." I don't necessarily agree with or think is very flattering, right? And I said, there's plenty of bands out there that on everything they believe in, I could not disagree more. I'm a, For instance, I'm a big Slipknot fan, right? Um, Slipknot singer Corey Taylor has been quoted saying, all Trump supporters are morons and a danger to the country. He said unvaccinated people are selfish douchebags and all these things. Literally saying these things about somebody like myself, right? But yet I still listen to the music. Yet I'm going to the concert in Birmingham next month. I don't let that interfere. But I'm trying to make sure he knows. The guy that created the devil shoes... The guy whose music video depicts him naked in the shower with like 10 other guys. Like, <laughs> you can listen to it. 
if you like it that much, but just just know this is not somebody you necessarily want to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not somebody you want to look up to. I guess is what I should say. So, um, but yeah, there's that. Now let me move on to this general Millie thing because this is kind of a big deal before i do that i want to remind you about my boys at vapor forge out on 280 i explained on last uh, on monday's episode how important it is for you guys to reach out to these people and let them make your support known you don't even have to go necessarily shop with them if you if they're not providing anything that you want that's fine but these people are under attack by the government. Not just Vapor Forge, but every vape shop you've ever driven by. The FDA, in, in very dictatorial fashion, in the dead of night, banned a million different flavors of e-cigarettes, vapes, and juices. Literally putting these people in a position where they can no longer do business and putting you, the consumer, in a position where you can no longer vape. Now they're making the decision on whether or not they want to allow the tobacco companies that just so happen to have a couple vapes on the market if they want to allow them to continue to sell their vapes, which will ultimately leave you with like one or two options if you continue to vape. And this is more than just your desire to vape or your ability to stay off of tobacco, stay away from cigarettes. These are people's livelihoods. These are these are these are stores that people work their entire life for. These are employees that work at these stores that uh, these places their job is how they put food on the table. And the government for no reason whatsoever where there is no danger to the public's health is taking these away from you as if you need to be babied by the federal government. It's a bad situation. Go see them or give them a shout. 4673 Highway 280 East in Birmingham. 205-874-9010 is the number. They're right there next to Bailey Brothers. Make sure you tell them you heard them right here on Over the Line and also patreon.com slash Andrew McLean, who, as you know, four easy ways to give, anywhere from $5 to $50. As soon as we can get the technical part of this worked out, we will, in fact, start putting up behind-the-scenes content again. But for those of you that are still donating each month and sticking with it, we appreciate y'all more than you know. And again, all that money goes right back into the show we love you long time for it. General Milley, who is the um the the joint chief of staff, right? Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. A book has come out from Bob Woodward, who is big on writing, you know, behind the scenes scandalous political novels, if you will. He he wrote like two or three Trump books during Trump's time in office. Has written a new book, and within that book details an event where General Mealy uh, went behind the president's back, contacted China to tell China that in the event the U.S., a.k.a. the president, Donald Trump, wanted to attack them, he would not allow it to happen and he would definitely give them a heads up, worst case scenario. Said, I, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to stop it, but I'll let you know if something's going to happen. Now, he has no business taking that responsibility upon himself because that is the president's decision, whether you agree with him or not. And there was never a threat of the president attacking China. There was none whatsoever. But when you do that and you subvert the president and take away the president's ability to do certain things, you are in fact committing treason, right? You are breaking your oath to the Constitution and you are placing yourself in a position that is only reserved for an elected official, an elected civilian. 
because the military is working for civilians and the people that the civilians select, right? But he didn't view it that way. He not only did that, but apparently in his book it details how he assured people like Nancy Pelosi that he would keep the nuclear football away from Donald Trump, the nuclear codes, so that President Trump could not use a nuclear weapon as he has the ability to do. Under the Constitution, we have procedures in place. The president, who does have limits, but has parameters that he gets to work within, and that nobody has the right to take that away other than the people that vote. And obviously Congress and stuff with impeachment or whatever. That's a different story. This is basically a military coup that took place with this one person and God knows who else. All right, let me just let me read the story for you real quick so you can get an idea of what exactly happened. Um, former acting Secretary of Defense Christopher Miller, who served in the final months of President Trump's term, said he did not and would not ever authorize chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, in his secret communications with Chinese officials and called on him to resign immediately from the Biden administration. Now, again, General Milley was in, was in this position during the Trump administration. When administration changed, he obviously went over to the Biden administration. And so some of the questions have been, okay, Maybe it's not as bad as it seems, and he had authorization from someone else to be able to do this, right? Well, those people that would have been able to give him the authorization are coming out now, and they're saying, no, no, um, we, we, didn't, we didn't give him a pass on that. We didn't tell him he could, uh, he could go that route. The explosive allegations against Millie represented a disgraceful and unprecedented act in insubordination uh, according to Secretary of Defense Christopher Miller, he said on Fox News earlier today, he said the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is the highest-ranking military officer whose sole role is providing military-specific advice to the president and by law is prohibited from exercising executive authority to command forces. The chain of command runs from the president to the Secretary of Defense, not through the chairman. Pursuit of partisan politics and individual self-interest are a violation of an officer's sacred duty and have no place in the United States military. He said a lesser-ranking officer accused of such behavior would be immediately relieved of duty pending a thorough and independent investigation. As Secretary of Defense, I did not and would not ever authorize such conduct. Again, this all coming from the book called Peril by Bob Woodward and Robert Costa. It says, Milley warned China's uh, General uh, Li Zoxing that he would provide advance warning if President Trump ordered an attack on the communist regime. Milley made two calls to the general, one on October 30th before the election, and the other on January 8th, 2021. Additionally, Woodward and Costa claimed that Milley believed that Trump was in a mental was in mental decline, a viewpoint conveyed to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, during a January 8th phone call. Pelosi is said to have agreed with Milley's assessment. Trump responded Tuesday with a sharply worded statement dismissing Milley as a dumbass and insinuating or insisting he never considered attacking China. <laughs> Still, he said that the report, if the report was true, I assume it would be tried for treason in that he would be dealing with his Chinese counterpart behind the, the president's back and telling China that he would be giving them notification of an attack. You can't do that. Think about that. You know what that is? You want to know what that is. That is a military coup that took place. If these are true, 
That is a military coup, and it is treason. And it should be tried as such. This is a scary situation. Now, imagine if you're on the other side and you absolutely despise Trump and you think Joe Biden's doing a good job. Imagine the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, whether it's Milley or whoever, decided one day Joe Biden is losing his marbles. He's senile. So I'm going to take over the duties of the president. I'm going to now make the decisions about our foreign relationships. I'm going to now structure foreign policy because, in my opinion, Joe Biden's out of it. Would anybody be okay with that? As much of a mess as Joe Biden is, it is absolutely treason to allow somebody else or to let someone else take it upon themselves to do these kind of things. And to say to our enemy, because China's our enemy, a big one. China and Dr. Fauci gave us coronavirus, okay? So they're not our teammates. To reach out to those people and say, hey, if they decide they want to attack you, we'll give you all a heads up. That's aiding and abetting the enemy. How can that not be treason? And how can this guy at this very moment still have his job? He should have been a fired, fired immediately or forced to resign in disgrace. And it should come as no surprise from the way he's been acting since Joe Biden took office. You know, a lot of these officials have been like this. They're acting, oh, we're so relieved now that the adults in the room, Joe Biden, you know, is bringing empathy and compassion back. And we're going to we're going to really get America back to the way it was and blah, blah, blah. Dr. Fauci, speaking of, he's one of them. Deborah Burks did it, but a lot of these people. General Milley basically did it as well. And so he turned on a dime when the presidents changed and took on this woke agenda, woke personality, and started talking about the things he feels should be important to the military or what our number one existential threat is, what the threat to our military, the threat to our country. What do you think he said it was? That's right. Global warming, climate change was the number one existential threat to the military and to this country, a general a guy that we're relying on to give the President of the United States the best advice possible on military action is worried about climate change. Well, no matter what you think about climate change, like it's not his job to deal with that and even worry about it. You let other people worry about that. What you worry about is making sure you give the best advice to the President. Now, this action, again, if it turns out to be true, and I fully expect them to drag him in front of Congress and ask him these questions under oath, if that seems to be true, it comes off as an attitude of, well, I'm the adult in the room. Donald Trump is a child, so I have to take control of the situation. And I can't help but wonder where was that attitude when Joe Biden was allowed to make the decision to pull out of Afghanistan in the manner we did and cause the death of 13 of our brave men and women soldiers and many other Afghans. Where was the adult in the room when Joe Biden was allowed to strand Americans and Afghans that had worked with us over in Afghanistan after the Taliban had taken over? Where's the adult in the room when the entire administration decided it was a good idea to start speaking of the Taliban as the official government of Afghanistan, giving them all the legitimacy they need? Where was the adult in the room? Because 
Everybody knew how this would play out. It's fascinating to me the effort that they've put in to giving legitimacy to that terror group. And the recruitment tools they're giving that terror group. I've talked about this over and over. But, you know, they, they're able to go to disenfranchised Muslims and tell them, we're on the right side of this thing. The Taliban is the group to be a part of because Allah is with us. Allah allowed us to defeat America the most powerful country on the planet. We defeated them. We ran them out of Afghanistan. And then on the backside, Allah is forcing them to recognize us as an official government, which is what they want. But they're able to use that in recruiting. They're like, not only are they acknowledging us as the government, but they left us all these weapons, all these Humvees, all these Blackhawks. They even left us their outfits. They left us their fatigues. What's that going to do for recruiting for those guys? And it's a scary thought to think that we could be out on the battlefield one day fighting an enemy that is dressed just like us and is using the same equipment as us. There's not enough people talking about that. That is very bothersome. But back to the point of General Milley. One of his first hearings on Capitol Hill, he talks about white rage and talks about as one of the top guys in the military how to attack white supremacy white extremism, white white whatever, weed it out of the military and figure out how to get a handle on it within this country. You don't kind of you, you have no business doing anything in this country or giving advice on anything in this country that does not directly have to do with the military. It almost came off as yeah, I'm willing to turn the military on our own people if I have to. If I have to combat white rage with the military, I'll do it. Just listen. Maybe I'm hearing this wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm not understanding what he said. But I'll let you listen. Um, Sure. Um, First of all, on the issue of critical race theory, etc., I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, But I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. uh, And it is important that we train and we understand. uh, And I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America? What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I do want to analyze it. It's important that we understand that because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders now and in the future do understand it. I've read Mao Zedong. I've read, I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend? And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States, antebellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a civil war and emancipation proclamation to change it. And we brought it up to the Civil Rights Act in 1964. It took another 100 years to change that. He's right. They shouldn't be called woke. They should be called an enemy of the people. And here's why. He is sitting here explaining to you how important it is 
for he and the military to understand some citizens in this country figure out what makes them tick in an order in an attempt to stop them from doing whatever they're doing now in some instances the national guard will get involved in different protests that have gotten out of hand or natural disasters and things of this nature but what business is it of Mark Milley to try to worry, to, to spend so much time, something that seems to be very high on your priority list, understanding what certain white people, what makes them tick? That's all trickling down from the January 6th deal what happened on January 6th and so he's trying to portray how important it is for him to understand what makes those people do what they do for what for what General Milley are you going to use the powers of the military to start rounding up citizens that may have white rage that's scary. That's scary. And when it comes down to it, especially over the past few years, these generals that are advisors to the president, it gets political. I get it. But this is different. This is a deal where a general in the military, possibly the top guy, is talking about going after American citizens. No matter what they did, right or wrong. Our military has no business going after its citizens. The military works for those citizens. The military works for the president. He's the commander-in-chief. And the president works for the people who elected him. So you've got a general who subverted the president in his final days in office. And then, after that, boldly talks about how if we got to go after you, we'll do it. That should scare the bejesus out of each and every one of you. That is a scary, scary thought. What do you think his opinions are on vaccines? Hmm? Where do you think he stands on unvaxxed people? You think he and creepy Uncle Joe might get together and come up with a plan for the military to assist in this? Because you can guarantee yourself that they've talked about it. They have absolutely talked about it. It's a scary time. And I know, I know, I know. I say that over and over and over. But it is. It is very, very scary. Now, I hope, I hope this story in Bob Woodward's book is completely and 100% untrue. I still won't think highly of General Milley. Because of things like you, what you just heard. But I hope it is untrue that he went behind the president's back and communicated with our enemy, letting them know he will give them some aid and comfort if it comes down to it. If the president comes down, comes, makes a decision to go after them, he will make sure and run interference. Having the conversation with Nancy Pelosi about making sure the nuclear football will stay out of the hands of the president, out of Donald Trump in his final days, no matter what you think about him, you can't do it. It's unconstitutional. It's treason. This man should be court-martialed immediately. But instead, he'll get to go up to Capitol Hill and testify in front of politicians 
who will do nothing but spend eight hours trying to get sound bites that they can put on their Twitter or get on the news or whatever. Nothing gets accomplished with this stuff. Now, for a political nerd like myself, I love watching it, okay? I love it. I absolutely love it. But it accomplishes zero. You might get some new information out of it. You might get somebody lying under oath, which is a crime. Nobody gets punished. Unless, of course, you're a Trump associate, Michael Cohen or whoever. But nothing will happen. And he'll go on. Joe Biden's already made the statement today. He's got full confidence in General Milley. He's not going anywhere. But accountability's got to be had. Speaking of vaccines, before I get out of here, they're getting hot and heavy with this stuff. Dr. Fauci just um, made a statement that he wants the FDA to hurry up and approve For emergency use, the vaccines for 5 to 12-year-old children. Now, your kid, your choice. I get it. But it is very dangerous, especially if you have boys, to get your kids vaccinated. And it's dangerous because you don't know enough about how this affects children. You do know that teenagers that have gotten it There is a sliver of them that are ending up with heart problems or an enlarged muscle in their heart that's causing severe issues. But you do what you want to do. If they do this, they're going to push it, and they're going to push it hard. They're going to put you in a position, attempt to put you in a position where your kid's going to have it in order to go to school. And it's going to be up to freedom-loving Americans to fight back against that. I'm not a guy that's anti-vax. I'm not anti-anything. I'm I'm anti-Democrats, but... And I'm anti-Fauci. I'm anti-China. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff I'm anti-whatever. But I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm anti-mandates. I am, at this point, anti-giving kids the vaccine. I will stick to that because it's absolutely pointless. If kids were dying from COVID, you know what? It wouldn't be on the news 24-7. Every single day, stories would be peddled and you'd be pounded over the head with a new story about a child dying from COVID. But it's not happening. You've seen one, two, three stories this entire time over children with no contacts of pre-existing condition or whatever. This virus isn't killing children. We know that for a fact. But the vaccine might... So that's your two choices. Let your kid get sick and not die or inject your kid with something and then he might die. That's just scary. And I saw another thing today. Uh, Trisha and I discussed it. Somebody asked the question and again, this may be off base and I, I want to talk to a doctor or somebody in the medical field about this, and and maybe there's an explanation for it. But with how dangerous COVID is, or as dangerous as we're told it is, why are the COVID deaths, why do the COVID deaths only seem to happen in the hospital? Right, so if it's as deadly as we're told, why Why is no one dropping dead at home after contracting COVID? Because we know there's a lot of people in this country that when they get sick, last place they're going to go is the hospital. They're going to end up in a funeral home before they go to the hospital. Right? A lot of people. Y'all got family members like, you may be like that. I'm like that. 
You do everything you can to keep from going to the hospital. So why have there not been any people infected with COVID that, that have died at home? Hmm? Anybody? It makes no sense. There have been accusations, and I, I'm going to get this freaking video pulled down. And I hope I don't get banned from these sites, but <laughs> this video will not be on YouTube. There's been discussions about ventilators not being beneficial to those with COVID. I've heard nurses and doctors say ventilators for COVID patients are a death sentence. Don't know if that's true or not. It's just what I've heard. But could that be a reason? Because people aren't getting put on a ventilator when they're at home. I don't know. Again, I'm a question everything guy, so it's just a question. I'm not saying it makes sense or it doesn't make sense or it's true or it's not. Whatever. But the question should be asked, why are people only dying at the hospital? That's all I want to know. All right, I'm out of here. That's it for this edition of Over the Line. We appreciate you guys. As always, thank you for hanging out and watching the show. Make sure you check it out on all the other platforms as we post it wherever we can without getting banned. Hopefully, we'll be back on Facebook in the next few days, maybe in the next week. And then this Friday, Friday Night Live, as you know, me and my beautiful fiance will be here live seven o'clock you don't want to miss it until next time see you calls <laughs>